full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and AJ Salveson with you here on a Wednesday. Are you okay today? Um, you seem I'm fine, grumpy. I'm fine. Are you sure? Uh, so, uh, what went wrong Wednesday? Opposition Research Wednesday. Those are good days. <laughs> what went wrong Wednesday? <laughs> yeah, what went wrong with uh, the Astros? What went wrong what after? Went wrong with what went wrong after Charlie I Morton. left the show? And <laughs> I'm in my car, and all I hear is, "Be persistent. Force him to take a photo with you." Oh, <laughs> don't let up. No doesn't mean no. It means yes. Uh, <laughs> that was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it sure was. Five Eric. four five two didn't think so. Texted him just before the show started today. Sure do hope Eric can be a little nicer to Aj today on the show. Eric was a straight up bully yesterday. Jeez. You know what? Five four five two is is one of my good friends. Loves me for who I am. Treats me well. Unlike Eric, my own co-host. <laughs> just bullies me. Absolutely bullies me. No, I, I'm just encouraging people if they want to take a photo with AJ. No you know, means. You're a famous no person. No doesn't mean no. You're a famous person. Be you're persistent. <laughs> Why Don't let up. dashing people's hopes Why and dreams? Dashing people's hopes and dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, by the way, I got a good story for you. So, I'm heading on my way to the studio, um, and I get a phone call from AJ Knight, um, and he's like, hey, what are you doing right now? And I'm like, I'm going to the studio. I got to get prepping. No, 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 no. You need to come to this chili cook-off. And I was like, wait, this what? It's a chili cook-off. We have two people. We need a third. You need to be here. And I was like, what, what, what? So, I had to go to Pioneer Valley Lodge. Excuse me. I got to go to Pioneer Valley Lodge for this chili kickoff. I guess I was supposed to. Well, I was asked to go help. Um, not tape, but taste. 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 Yeah. Okay. And then Eric, I, I, I get there, and we were supposed to each introduce ourselves, and so you know, AJ Knight, you know, host of VFX. And then producer Butters is there. And then she gets me and she goes, uh, sir, your name is AJ, that's right. Uh, and so you're supposed to introduce, like, what station? Guess what I say as my introduction. <clears throat> uh, I'm not with these fellas here. I'm actually here for the picking competition. And I'm going to win that blue ribbon. No one laughed. No one laughed. No one got the joke. You're here. What? I was here. I don't for, get the joke either. Well, it was just I. You know, I'm not here with these fellas. I'm here for the picking competition, and I'm gonna win that blue ribbon. It's it's off of a movie. 
You're here for the picking competition? The pigging competition. Pigging competition. Yes. And Sorry, the reference is lost on me as well. Okay, apparently. that's just because you're being grumpy today. I get it. Um. So yeah, that uh, that went well. I was part of a... Uh, are you going to explain what the reference is? It's off of that thing you do. You ever seen that thing you do? That thing you do. The movie? Yeah, the O'Neaters. Oh, is that Tom Hanks? Well, it's it, he's part of the movie, yes. He's in that movie? He's not the guy who says that quote. That's sad. You don't know who that is? Shame on you. Well, so did you ever introduce yourself? Um, I'm that famous guy on the radio. No, because I just knew you would have took advantage of it, and of me. So I no. didn't even know this was going on. How yes, could I have taken advantage? I feel like of you it? did know, and you wouldn't have said anything. Shania knew. She got invited, and she said no. So then they ended up at the last resort, and that was me. I should have said no. I was busy today. Um, have you seen the rumors going around on the social media today? About Mason Falslove? I haven't even touched social media today. What's up? Uh, reports are that Mason Falslove is switching uh, from the Utes and going to coming back to uh, Cache Valley. So here's the secret sauce to that. That was kind of started about two years ago because he really liked Craig Smith. He wasn't liking what was going on down in Salt Lake City with Larry Kostroviak. So the thought was that if Craig Smith sticks around, Mason's going to make that move here. Jackson Brinchley, they thought, would come here as well. And then when Craig Smith left to Utah, we all kind of just, you know, kiboshed the thought. Um, I'm, I'd am i be shocked, man. It'd be great if he came to Utah. That would be great, man. We got two local guys, Landon Branchley and Jackson, or not Jackson, Mason Falls of here, that I'd take it in a heartbeat. I'd be shocked if he comes to Utah State. Because, well, and I guess maybe you look at what Utah's got. They got Raleigh, Marco. They've built some young guys who are guards. Maybe you're losing a spot over there. So maybe he got scared off by that. I don't. Um, what, what are you hearing on the rumors? I, I haven't even touched just, Twitter just today. Just that. Just that. What do you think? Uh, well, certainly I think it would be great. I, I'm, I would be shocked and surprised if it happened. Could he play here? Oh, yeah. Because college Dude's and, a baller. Yeah, but the problem is, is high school and college is a different level, man. It is a, a Division One basketball. Is a different monster from high school basketball. Yeah, absolutely. I do you wonder if Mason could handle that? No, and I, and, and I, I do I, not wonder that one bit. And because I, I, I ask that respectfully, I, I do because it is a monster. Um, yeah, and that, you don't worry about him being able to handle Division One basketball. No. Okay. No. Uh. Uh-uh. This guy was gonna go to the Pac-12. Yeah, but just because you're going to the Pac-12 doesn't mean you're going to be great. No, it's not a guarantee. You're right. But he had those kind of qualities. God's a gamer. He is. He is a gamer. I will. Man, you could look up. Physical. If we ever did a Friday Five Best on the best Mason Fault of games, boy, that would be a heck of a list to go through, both football and basketball. Is he a better football player or a basketball player in your mind? Oh, man, that's tough. 
Such a dominant player, both. Oh, dude, I still remember, and I told the story before, but I still remember when he went to Bear River. Uh, Scabby went to Bear River, reading championships on the line, probably the number one spot, too, and he puts up 37 in like three and a half. Actually, no, in about three and five minutes of a quarter. 37. Doesn't even break a sweat. Just lights up Bear River like a Christmas tree. Guy was unreal. But again, the talent in the Mount West Conference is so much better defensively and, and offensively. It's, boy. Better than the Pac-12? Or just better than the high school? Better than high school, sorry. Well, better yeah. than high school. Yeah, of course. Hmm. I, I'm a little surprised to hear you asking these questions. Why? You talk about watching Mason Falsa play, and then you're like, is he ready for – can he handle the Mountain West? No, I asked that because I get serious. Can he handle – yeah, can he handle the Mountain West? I mean, again, Mountain West basketball is different than high school basketball. You're not playing against Bear River, Mountain Crest, and Ridgeline. You're playing against I'm, best players out of the country, some of them. Yeah, of course. But the college basketball is a collection of great high school players. That left high school to go to the next level. Mason Falsov absolutely deserves to be in that conversation with somebody who can play at the next level. No question. Absolutely no question. And don't get me wrong, I'd be, if that's the rumor that's spilling around and it becomes true, I would be more than thrilled. More than thrilled that he'd be here. I'd, yeah, geez, that'd be awesome. That would be cool. Uh, again, just a rumor. Nothing official that's out there. We got to get Mason's dad on the show. <laughs> uh, last night, World Series game one, a four-hour plus marathon. Um, we had over ten million viewers, but not bad. But one of the lowest viewed game ones for the World Series in quite some time. That's what you got out of this game. Is but is yeah, the viewership. I'm just kind of leading off with a few things here. Uh, but look, the Braves jumped out early in this one. and uh, But it, it came at a cost. Uh, pitcher. Dude, it sucks, man. Broke his leg. It's hit early. I mean, what Was it the fourth inning? No, it was the third. Third. Uh, Morton gets dinged, breaks his leg, stays in there for a little while. And uh, keeps trying to uh, get out of it, but eventually you have to pull him out. But, look, give him credit. Dude, he threw on a broken leg a curveball that froze Altuve. It was beautiful curveball, too. That was his final out. That sucks, man. I, like, the baseball gods just hate Atlanta. They hate everything about Atlanta. They don't want Atlanta to succeed, and they want their fans to be happy. I swear. 9315. What went wrong? I was just saying... Uh, uh, for his baseball team, like he can change the outcome of the Dodgers game. Well, we won. That's all I care about. Five six six two. Aja, your Braves won, and you're still going crazy. If the rumors are true, there's no question Mason could handle a D one sport, football or basketball. I totally agree. Uh, he would have total pick. If he decides to do one or the other, I think he'd be a great athlete at whichever one he decided to choose. Could you imagine all the coaches that get along in the athletics and all some plays like you know Mason? It's pretty full over there on that guard line. Watch him play football. He'd be a great receiver for me. <laughs> Just see it. No, I'm kidding. Um, hey, but no. So the thing is, Charlie Morton throwing a great. And that's the thing is, you had your best pitcher on the mound. 
going three innings strong, shutout ball, and then he breaks it, and then he has a fractured leg, man. It's not a bruise. It's a fractured leg. He's done for the series. That is a major, major hit to the Braves because then they had to use up their bullpen from the third on. Now, granted, Luke Jackson didn't suck for the first time in like a month. That was cool to see. A.J. Minter was great. Tyler Matzik was wonderful. Um, they kept the, the Astros at bay, but my gosh. Now you got to have Kyle Wright throw game four. Like, there was an option to maybe, hey, if we need to, see where the series go. Maybe you could turn around and, and throw Charlie Morton for a little bit in that game four. Now you got to go full Kyle Wright, and I just, I'm not sure if I trust Kyle in this situation. Is this just going to be a bullpen series? It is now. I mean, for, for both teams? Yeah, it is now. Absolutely, Eric. Yeah, spot on. Especially after last night, because they went to their bullpen. Astros did in the second or third? Third inning. Third. And then the Braves went to their bullpen in the third, and they kind of had to use it from there. I mean, you'll have Max Freed, I believe, throws tonight. Is that right? Or is it is it tonight? Or No, it's tonight, right? Astros and Braves, game two. Yeah. Because it's a no-travel day. Yeah, Freed on the mound for Atlanta. Jose... Or Quiddy? I can't remember. How yeah. I'm kind of surprised they're not throwing Grinky against Freed. Just in regards to style of pitching. I thought they would have thrown Zach Grinky tonight. But, uh, yeah. I. If, and to be honest, Freed needs to go six. He needs to go six. You got to find a way. Limit the pitch count, throw strikes early, and just try to go six. So we only have to use four innings of bullpen. Will Smith going in. Because I don't think Will Smith threw an inning. Maybe he did. I don't think he did. I don't think you did. Yeah. So you got Not you, yesterday. No. So you still got your closer fresh, which is nice. How many pitchers did each team use, Eric? Do you have that? I do. So the Braves used one, two, three, four, five. No, sorry. Will Smith did throw. <sighs> he used Will in a six-two win. Yeah, they did. Uh, the Astros one, two, three, four, five, six. So both teams used six, or Braves used how many? Braves used five, and we used Will in a six-two win. Um, yeah, free needs to go six tonight for the Braves to at least keep their bullpen in some sort of a routine rotation. That just, that's, that's such a, such a huge bummer for the Braves to lose Charlie Morton in the third inning for the season, Eric. He's done for the year. But credit to the Braves getting out there and swinging early, being aggressive. I mean, uh, what, who, who is the starter last night? Valdez or, um. I can't, remember his, I can't remember who the, the last name for the pitcher for Houston for last Houston? Yeah, it's Valdez. Valdez. Yep. Uh, dude, he was just milking it down the middle. I mean, that first one in, in the home run of the bottom of the first, it's like a breaking ball that just leaves hanging in the middle. It's a batting practice ball is what they like to call that thing, and it was just fat. Crushes it in over, uh, over the left field wall. Uh, I mean, and even, like, they had a lot of loud outs. Balls that were hit hard that took your outfielders to the warning track to have to make a grab. Loud outs, and you got to give the Braves credit for just jumping on them early, for just getting being aggressive early. Now, I like to see can I'd like to see consistency from innings six through nine, but I like that we're getting to an early lead one through five. I say we like I have something to do with it. I do, <laughs> but you're part of the team. Yes, yeah. So yeah, it's good. Look, even if we lose tonight, we did our job. You got a one-one split, and you're going back to Atlanta for three. I, I t- I'll take it any day. Absolutely. Four and a half hours of baseball, you okay with that? It's the World Series. It's just going to happen. It's just how, I mean, it's how it is with the Astros, the Yankees, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox. Teams like that like to just 
I mean, take their time. Braves are a quick playing baseball team. Like, you well, if it's going to be a bullpen series, it's going to slow things down anyway. Yeah, I mean, but you saw both pitchers going pretty quick last night. I felt like at least the starters, and then things really, like you said, clogged down there for the final. Jeez, the final six innings took man three hours and something minutes. It was unreal. So, and and there was what eight runs scored, so that kind of helps as well. But hey, yeah, four and a half. Hours, as long as the Braves win, I don't care how long it is. <laughs> I'm happy with it. I'm happy with it, man. Thrilled about it. So, uh, hey, okay, so, Eric, it's a 1-0 series. You said Astros in five. Six. I said Astros in six. You probably said Astros in four, but we'll say Astros in six. And I said Braves in six. Does this change your thought on anything of sort? Not necessarily. I'll I'll be honest. I I did not anticipate this. Um, I I thought that Houston... With all their experience, their park, um, just kind of the momentum they had on their side, I thought that they would they'd take care of game one. But one game a series does not make. Right? There's still a lot of baseball to oh, be played ton. here. So, um, but kudos to Atlanta. I mean, like, as you said, they were swinging early. They were being aggressive. They were getting after it and making plays. So uh, they needed to steal one in Houston. To make it a series, and they did. Yeah, right out of the gate. Yeah, they did good. I but look, needed tonight. Houston was down and it looked like they were just lost against Boston, and then they turned things around in a, in a flash and buried the Red Sox. So, yeah, this is this series is far far from, from over. over. I get it. I get it. But look, as a Braves fan, you want one of these two games. You got one of these two games, and you still got Max Freed to throw in Game Two. You go up 2-0 going back home, you only need one. Actually, you can get two out of those. You're up. You win. You win the series. That's that's not too bad. You get you get one out of that series, and you're still in good shape. You're in great shape. Absolutely. 5-2-4-2, uh, two, two. Orioles in four. Let's go. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that comes again. Orioles in four decades. Come on, people. Uh. That's good stuff. Uh, so, yeah, after last night's game, does it change your opinion about this series, the Houston Astros and the Atlanta Braves, 435-339-0321, our Guild Mortgage text line. Also, we'll get into the Jazz game last night, so taking on the Denver Nuggets. Utah State gets ready for Hawaii. We'll hear from the coaches and the players, uh, part of our opposition research. Also, we've got an interview coming up. Next hour with Josh Pacheco. He's with ESPN Honolulu, and uh, his uh, broadcast station is the home of the Warriors, so he's definitely a part of those broadcasts and knows what's going on with the, with that team. Get his perspective coming up next hour. Um, and uh, Utah State basketball has an exhibition game tonight. Yep. You'll hear from Ryan Odom here. You'll hear from Stephen Ashworth. Uh, head coach and uh, the backup point guard for Utah State. That, that should be really fun stuff. All right, so it's all coming up on the Full Court Press. My name is John Brinchley. Last year, my father, Lynn, passed away. Our family misses him tremendously. From the first phone call we made to White Pine Funeral Services until he was laid to rest, White Pine helped us every step of the way. The staff was there to guide us through the entire process. They were kind, gracious, and their facilities are amazing. White Pine helped to make the difficult situation of losing my dad into a positive experience where we could remember him and celebrate his life. White Pine Funeral Services 
Used tires only $25. Express Auto and Tire is selling every size, every name brand, and every snow tire for only $25. Looking for something a bit newer? Express Auto and Tire can save you hundreds on new name brand tires. Expect the same name brands, only hundreds less. $25 used tires or new tires saving you hundreds. Stop at Express Auto and Tire for every option on every tire. Visit Express Auto at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park. S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. S.E. Needham Jewelers, middle of the block. At the sign of the clock. Hey, Cash Valley, fall is in the air and spooky season is right around the corner, which means it's that time of year again. This is Kim with the Logan City Police Department, and we are proud to be joining up with the Bridgerland Applied Technology College of Animal Sciences to hold our dog chipping clinic. The clinic will be held October 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the BATC West Campus. Pre-registration is $8 per dog and can be done by calling 435-716-9300. Registration at the door will be $10. Remember, all dogs must be on a leash and have proof of rabies vaccinations. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. This is the clock upon the wall. This is the story of us all. This is the first sound of a newborn child before he starts to crawl. This is the wall that's never won. This is a soldier and his gun. This is the mother waiting by the fall, praying for her son. Pictures of you. <laughs> no. That's pictures of you from the last good night. We know what it is. Why are you playing it today, Eric? Sounding like it'd be a good... Bump music for the show today. Why would it be a good? Why would it be good music, Eric? I don't know. There's a lot of lyrics there at the beginning. Yeah, I. You still can't get to the part. <laughs> oh, it, it it had the chorus. It already said pictures of you. Well, Eric, did you get a photo taken of today? What happened? No, no, I'm not. I'm a. I'm not famous enough for that. I... For people to. Re- personally request a photo with me that doesn't happen <laughs> and it happened to you like twice in a week yeah it dude never again <laughs> i love how i introduced myself that i wasn't with these guys that i was going to the pigging competition dude nobody laughed it was really a bummer three four nine eight braves in four book yes. it guaranteed yes see the confidence in our fans right now is awesome we believe, Eric. Chop on. Why, why do you do that to a fan? What did he do wrong? That's a caller. Says it's guaranteed. Texter, I should say. You put you put them on the spot like that? Jeez. I didn't put them on the spot. 9315, is there a pregame show for basketball tonight on KVNU? Uh, no. Um, they opted not Sorry. to because it's an exhibition game. 
but for every other regular season game, yes, there will be. Okay, so starting next week. Yep. On the 9th. Two no, weeks. Two weeks. They don't play for two weeks, man. It's a little odd to have that kind of a break. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can shore up some things, but... And they need... But dude, by the way, they need it just for health purposes. Just that two weeks. The Aggies do? Yeah. Got some injuries? Yeah. Yeah. One of them won't be back for a little bit, but... Need a little bit of rest. Hey, uh, what... I guess, I mean, I want to get too much because I know you'll talk Aggie basketball in a little while. You'll hear from Ryan Odom uh, in the second hour. But, Eric, for you, how much do you take into consideration after watching an exhibition game? Um, I, I think it tells you some things. It doesn't tell you everything, obviously, because of the, the level of competition. But for Aggie fans who go tonight, I think you'll you'll see what does Ryan Odom look like on the sidelines? How does he run the team? Um, how does the team respond? Because, look, there's, they're going to make mistakes, so how do they adjust? Um, you're going to see who the playmakers are. So, yeah, it doesn't tell you everything. You shouldn't get too worked up one way or another over whatever happens tonight. But I think it will give some insight to what this team's like, what they can, can be. But uh, I think it might be couple of weeks into the season before we really get a sense for what this team's all about. 9938, when is the men's basketball first tournament? Uh, late November, right? They're in Myrtle Beach. The it's, first tournament? Yeah, I think it's their only tournament as well, Eric. It's uh, in Myrtle Beach. I believe that's the 18th, 19th, and 20th weekend. And then if needed, they play the 21st on a Sunday if they're in the championship game. Okay, so they will host UC Davis on the 9th, as you said. So that's like in a while. They travel to Richmond. Well, they travel to Annapolis, Maryland at the U.S. Naval <coughs> Academy to play Richmond. That's on the 12th. Uh, then they're into the uh, the tournament. Yeah. That's on November 18th, 19th, and uh, 21st. Okay. So Boy, that's going to be a really good challenge. You know their first game? But after that, it's we don't know. It could be New Mexico State or Davidson in their second game. And then the third game, it's all depending on how everything else works out. I love the challenge in there. I love that they're playing Richmond, and then they get you know some good teams after that. Hopefully they're playing on Sunday versus many are saying Oklahoma. We'll see. But I, I love that challenge. All, all about it. Love it. It's a good schedule for you. Oh, it's a great schedule. Again. Yeah. I mean, St. Mary's is coming to Logan. Uh, they go to BYU. Uh, they have to travel to Weber. Two good in or, uh, in-state rivalry games. Then Iowa in Sioux Falls, South Dakota at the Pentagon. Those are great games to yeah. really figure out what this team's like. Yeah, absolutely. And if, if they can get those wins, that's great for the net ranking. Oh, can you imagine their net ranking going into conference play? Yeah, How awesome that would be. Oh, my heck. I'd take it. Um, players that you're looking out for, like that you just can't wait to watch this year, Eric, and why? Um, that's a really good question. I, I think that uh, there's two guys that really stand out in my mind. Okay. Um, EJ, yeah, Edel Rock, yeah, Edel Rock, and then uh, Ryland Jones. See, Ryland Jones was going to be one of mine as well. 
I just want to see how his Pac-12 play translates into his Mountain West play. I think it's going to be fine. I really do. I think he's got good size, great athleticism, but incredible IQ and vision. So at the, that's what you want out of your starting point guard. And you think his game translates to the college game? His does because he's played in the Pac-12. Okay, I'm just. I know, I know where you're going. I'm just. I know you. where you're going. I'm just. I know where you're going. I know what you're shooting for there. Uh, the other guy I'm actually looking forward to, and I want to see just because we've heard so much about him is Z. Mm. I want to see what this kid actually really is. That's a good point because we hear Coach Odom talk about his raw talent. Mm-hmm. Like he can make some jump out of the gym plays, but is he in control? I want yeah. I want to see if he's a fundamental basketball player who can make fundamental decisions without getting too carried away. And the same thing with Edelbrock. Can he make good fundamental? Like he's a great scorer, but can he make good decisions if he's going to get double? Can he make the right pass? Mm. Can he make the right? De- Excuse me, the right decision with the basketball. Right, how much do they help the team? Absolutely. 5-2-4-2, Eric. What's the biggest difference in Pac-12 play and Mountain West play? Athleticism. Yeah. UCLA's athleticism compared to, let's just take the top team, San Diego State's, is night. Not, I mean, actually, I'll say night well, and day. I mean, San Diego State's a good team. They're an athletic, UCLA's aggressive team. one of the best teams in the country, though. The the Yes, they are. They are. Uh, the It's... San Diego State will have a couple of guys that are you know, crazy athletic, really good. The difference between them and UCLA is that UCLA will have one through five who can be crazy athletic and really good. Yeah. And a couple of guys off the bench. Yeah. Um, and that So it's more about the, the depth of how many athletes they have. There are athletes in the Mountain West. Mountain West is a good basketball playing school mm-hmm. or uh, conference. I should, um, but uh, the, the Pac-12 is, has been improving – and last year was a really good year for the Pac-12. Do you, since we're on that Pac-12 versus Mountain West Conference conversation, is it interesting to you that like a Pac-12 player can come to the Mountain West Conference and start? Duh. No thought about it. But that Raleigh, Marco Anthony can leave the Mountain West Conference, go to the Utah, and start just like that. Does that say enough about the talent that they are? Or maybe about the talent or lack thereof that Utah may have? Um, if I think that speaks more to what Utah did not have, have available, yeah. And so Craig's like, I need help. I need guys I know. I need guys I know who can play how I want to play. So come over here. I, I like Raleigh. I, I, I think, love Raleigh. I think he's got that potential. I think he. I think he can play in the Pac-12. Marco. I don't think Marco. I don't want to say on air. Yeah, I just. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's gonna fit. Zero nine four five. Looking forward to seeing Kobe McEwen. He's over at Weber State. Yeah, he is. But well, what an interesting journey that he should have never left. Do you ever think uh, he had it really good here? And with Craig Smith's system, he would have flourished. Oh, yes. Oh my goodness, he would have flourished to have a shooter like Sam. And a, a guy in the post like Kobe like and, Nimi, oh, and a slasher Don't, playmaker Eric, I shouldn't like have brought Kobe. this up. Woo. I sh- shouldn't have brought this up, man. <laughs> that would have been fun. That would have been a lot of fun. They would have at least won, I think, an NCAA tournament game with that roster. With that, yes. I mean, just in, in that Sam's senior year, they were just relying on him too much. Or I guess his junior year, I should say. His senior year, they didn't get a shot. Right. 
God, bothers, that bothers me too. Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Kobe looks like at Weber State. They're at, they're at Weber State too, if I'm not mistaken, too. Yes. Yep. But they have a really good schedule. They're at BYU, at Weber State. You got Richmond in where? Uh, in Richmond? I no, believe? it's in Annapolis, in Annapolis Maryland, Maryland. At the Naval Academy. Uh, well, let's call it Richmond, anyways. Uh, and then you got uh, you got the Myrtle Beach tournament. This is a great schedule for the Aggies. Versus I love it. Iowa. Yeah, Iowa in South Dakota, right? At the Pentagon. Yeah. How did they pull St. that Mary's? off? A lot of great games on the schedule. How did they pull getting Iowa to South Dakota? I don't know. It's it's got to be you, one of man. those multiple teams taking you know playing. It's or do you think it was like I was like hey I don't we, we want to play event. you guys and Utah State's like well no we want to play you too but let's make it a one and one you we go there you come here and I was like we ain't touching you guys. <laughs> Find a okay site. fine let's just meet in South Dakota great we'll see you there. <laughs> I can tell you right now, I know this, St. Mary's did not want to come here and play the Aggies. They didn't have a choice, but they they did not want to come here. (laughs) Can't wait to see a full spectrum just giving teams heck Uh, again. The Richmond game will be on CBS Sports Network. Oh, cool. The St. Mary's game will be on CBS Sports Network. The uh, Iowa game will be on the Big Ten Network. Of course it will. The Myrtle Beach, the, at least the first game will be on ESPNU, and then I think they just kind of, depending on what the matchups look like, who gets on what not, other ESPN channel. Not that it matters, but is that Iowa game, is the Hawkeyes the designated home team in that game, Eric, in South Dakota? Um, I would imagine that they. there's no way they go and play I don't it. know. It just says versus Iowa. I kind of wonder. So I don't know if that Cause, means they're the home team yeah. or not. But that will still affect like their RPI net ranking, right? No matter what. Well, there's a y- yes, certainly. Okay. And it depends on if it's a home site, away site, or neutral site. So how your parameters of how that affects your net. Yes. So I guess in another question for you, and this might be put you on the spot, so you don't have to answer it now. How many like quad one games do we have? Like with that kind of a schedule, it's got to be pretty good, right? I mean BYU non conference alone. Yeah, like BYU's got to be a quad. Two, BYU could be a quad one, because huh. it's at their place. That's at BYU, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, Richmond's got to be up on Richmond that list. Could be a, co- a quad one. Would yes. the, and then stupid question, but would the tournament games count as a quad one or quad two or quad three games too? Would those count they, as like quad one wins or whatever? Yeah, they could. Be, uh, I've got the sheet in my on my by my desk. No, you're good. I but, put you on the spot. But I would say, I, I would. Right now, suspect Richmond, who's getting votes in the preseason poll. Wow. I would suspect Richmond would be a quad one game. I would suspect... Iowa will be, right? Uh, Iowa would be. Okay. BYU probably will be, because it's on the road. Worst would be quad St. two Mary's with them. might be, because it's in Logan. So Really? Um, you get more credit for going on the road than hosting. Sure. That makes sense. Um but uh, but like neutral, yeah, there could be three, four in the non-conference. It could be quad one games. But even neutral site games, would they still give you credit for that? Or they yeah. st- okay, that'd be that, that's great because in that Myrtle Beast tournament, it could really help their goodness gracious their net ranking and depends on who they all play. That. Yeah, depends on definitely, who they play. definitely. Because they open with Penn, they could face New Mexico State. They could face Davidson. Give me Davidson. <laughs> yeah, Davidson would be the better draw. Uh, I need to take another time out here in the Full Court Press. 
Um, when we come back, let's get into Hawaii. Oh yeah, a little bit. What our thoughts are about the Warriors? What we know about them so far? The matchups for Utah State. Uh, we'll also get into that more next hour as well. Josh Pacheco will be joining us. He's a radio host with ESPN Honolulu. Give us his perspective. Uh, they have a lot of injury concerns. Like, who's their quarterback? Who's their running back going to be? Wait, really? Yeah. Oh. So we'll find that out. Uh, didn't really slow them down last week against New Mexico <laughs> State. A lot of offense. Not a lot of defense, though. So we'll talk about that coming up in the Full Court Press. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Hi, this is Bob Larson with LSS Insurance. Are you confused by TV commercials telling you all that you're missing from your Medicare coverage? These national ads are offered by people you will never hear from again and are only interested in selling you something. Let us answer your questions and show you in detail your Medicare options. We're your local agent, here to help throughout the year. Please call 752-9493. Why not take advantage of every benefit available? Come see us or call 752 752- 9493. Fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoline and Snow Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Fobbling and snow oil change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front. We are still open and ready to serve you. This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing. We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank, member FDIC. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical. The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Hey, before we get into Hawaii, so here, here's how the net works for home away neutral. Okay. Okay, so it's a quad one win if you beat somebody who's ranked 1 through 30 at home. It's a quad one win if you beat somebody 1 through 50 on a neutral site court. 
And it's a quad one win if you beat somebody ranked 1 through 75 if it's on the road. So you get a little more leeway for road victories than what you might get at home. You're expected to play better at home, so it better be a better team that you beat at home to get you that quad one victory. But um, with you know, 1 through 50 with some of these neutral sites, um, maybe. They might get one or two. Maybe two. Okay. But that's about it, though. Will St. Mary's be in the top 30? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. How that. much does conference – because conference affects it too, right? Like your quad sure. one. Yeah. Man, that's you where can Saint, have a quad one win in conference play. That's where it's going to hurt St. Mary's. Like just their conference is so – I mean, besides BYU and Gonzaga, that's about it. It's those three in, 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 in competing for a conference title. Yeah, but here's the thing. The thing that will always benefit the West Coast Conference is that Gonzaga's in it. No so matter even what. Even if you go to Gonzaga and lose or have Gonzaga come to your place and you still lose to them, you played Gonzaga twice. Yeah. Helps. You played a top five team twice. So you go back to the conversation yesterday, like if Gonzaga were to come to the Mountain West Conference and play basketball here, you're talking about, I mean, maybe for a year, I don't know when they would come or how it would work, but maybe you get San Diego State and Gonzaga and Nevada and you have, you know, your Utah State all in the same year, like twice. Your place, their place. That that's incredible. Yeah, huge. Huge. Is there and kind of a dumb question for Eric, but I really don't know this. Can you be a P five in one sport but not be a P five in another sport? Is that possible? I'm not aware of any. Okay, maybe not. Because well, like, basketball they'd be a P five conference. I, I should I say that, but there are some conference there are some basketball leagues that are considered power basketball conferences, uh, like the Big East. Yeah. But there is no Big East in football. In football. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I take it back. There are cases where that is true. I just wonder if they could be able to do that for basketball. Because, I mean, you think about it. Gonzaga, Utah State, Boise State, San Diego State. If St. Mary's were to come here. Dude, that is a loaded basketball conference, and that's better than some basketball conference that are considered P5. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Got to give him a fair shot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think it'll be huge. Um, and, you know, we'll be that's something that we watch all the time. It changes week to week, really, frankly, day to day with the, uh, the, the net uh, in these uh, quad rankings, quad one through four. Um Really, it, the biggest concern for the Mountain West is can San Jose State just not suck? Can Air Force be decent? <laughs> can you guys Don't just not bring suck? us down? <laughs> hey, do you think San Jose State might be better? Ten miles now, and it sounds I think like it's really good. Huge win for them to get him there. Uh, he's a very respectable coach. He knows the Mountain West. They will not be doormats. I don't I know how not. quickly it'll turn around for yeah. them, but yeah, you, I, you can't sleep on San Jose for much longer. No, it's, yeah, I would agree with you. I think Tim Miles helps that program and not hurts it. Uh, Richard Patino at New Mexico, that could be really interesting. Uh, there's, oh, yeah, that's right. There's a lot of interesting basketball throughout the Mountain West. Hey, uh, the Kruger guy, what's his name? He's at uh, UNLV, UNLV, I think. UNLV, Lonnie Kruger's boy. Who is Lonnie Kruger, though? Well, he had a lot of great years at UNLV. Some okay. Some of their best years. In the modern era, I should say. Um, when was he there? And then he left to go 
Where did he go from there? He went to he went to power Ohio, uh, Oklahoma, I think is where he went. Um, when when was he there? That's a good question. I can't, I can't remember, remember when. Because they were mentioned on media day, and I was like, wait, who is it? I honestly didn't know who his dad was, and so I didn't know like that there was another. Yeah, he was there before um, Rice. Okay, his name, who used to be a Utah State assistant? Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, good. That's that's awesome, uh, Eric. I need to hand these over to you because you'd probably be better about getting these away. We got tickets to tonight's game. <laughs> to tonight's game. To tonight's game. I don't know how quickly we can give these away, <laughs> or what people are up to tonight. If you're free, we've got. I mean, we got two pairs, right? Is that how we want to do this? Two pairs. Um, to tonight's uh. Utah State Montana Western game, so we'll figure out how to give those away. Yeah, because the uh, opportunity to actually come pick them up too is also a very narrow window. Oh, son of a gun! Well, I guess well we could drop them. There's a will call at Utah State, right? Yes. We can maybe drop them off there. Yeah. But we'd have to give these away we'd quickly. We'd have to know though. who it's going to. Okay. Yeah, we got four tickets to tonight. <laughs> Fun. So. Two, two, two different winners? Yeah, I mean, well, they are. I mean, you're gonna be sitting next to each other, okay? Uh, but yeah, there are, yeah, seats. I got four tickets to uh, tonight's game, so we can give away two parry tickets. I don't know how you want to do this, but I mean, it's quarter to five right now. Games at seven o'clock. Doors open up at five thirty, I believe. So, okay, let's do this. We do actually need to take another timeout. Okay. We will come up with a way. Okay. Of how we're going to give these away. Whether well, it's a Willers away. Yes, we'll make it happen. Yes. So stay tuned for that if you want. Make if it you're happen. Available happen. and you want to go see the Aggies tonight, we may have your ticket through the door. So stick around. This is coming up on the Full Court Press. This is Ryan at My Mattress. Look, I admit in the past, we've been a little bit hard on Lewiston for not buying mattresses. All that has changed now. Lewiston has practically written in Telebed into their city bylaws. This makes us feel like celebrating. Hooray for Lewiston. You're finally sleeping better, Lewiston. We thought that you were all insomniacs. Now we can relax. Good job, Lewiston. I gotta tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden. My mattress by the new Walmart. Building, remodeling, Daryl's has the wall oven for you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a great selection of single and double Whirlpool wall ovens in stock right now. Whirlpool wall ovens help you manage meal time for the whole family. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first. Daryl's West on Airport Road. See Daryl's. Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. The minute you knew Baker in the last two drives had to throw, wasn't the same quarterback. Because now everybody knows what the quarterback Linebackers drop into coverage. Pass rushers pin their ears back. And Baker's a guy. And by the way, Cleveland's going to win 12 games. Don't take a ton from them. This is The Herd. And the story out today. Weekdays from 10 to 1 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. It's always a great time to buy a new Honda from your Utah Honda dealers. With many new Hondas arriving daily, your Utah Honda dealers can show you all available inventory, whether it's in stock or on the way. 
That way, you can pre-order the model, color, and options you want. And when your new Honda arrives, you can pick it up the very same day. And with used cars still in record high demand, your trade-in is now worth more than ever. See all your savings at utahondadealers.com. My name is Brinley Johnson, and I'm a student at New Horizons Beauty College. I love the environment here. I have some of my best friends here, but I also love the education that I get. All the instructors are not only just here to teach you, but make things fun, and I've gotten the best education. You learn so much. I learn from each of them, and they all each have a different technique that you can edit, and it's been way fun. My name is Brinley Johnson, and I recommend becoming a student at New Horizons Beauty College. Do it. <laughs> it's so worth your time. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, we do appreciate the fine folks at Napa Auto Parts. They sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment coming up here in just a few moments. But they got the best parts. They've got the best service. They can even help you install what you need for your vehicle. To stop by any of the five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. Okay, so Utah State takes on, is it, it's not Western Montana, it's Montana Western? Okay. Montana Western. So they take, <laughs> it's an exhibition game tonight. We have two, Sounds shocked to know two pairs of tickets. Two, yep. So we're going to make it easy. Oh, wait, yeah, we got two pair of tickets. Yes. 435-339-0321. Here's the question. If you can correctly give us the answer. Do they win both pairs? No. We'll give it to two people who answer it. We'll give a pair to one person and a pair to someone else. Okay. I just didn't know. Okay, yeah. That's fine. Isn't that what we talked about? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I was like, wait, we have two pairs. Yeah, okay. I didn't know how we were okay. Fine, yeah. Sure. So here we go. Which current... Utah State Aggie basketball player, formerly played for the Logan High Grizzlies. Which current Utah State Aggie basketball player formerly played for the Logan High Grizzlies? 435-339-0321. If you can correctly identify who that is, and you're available to go, and you can uh, get the tickets... Uh, we will uh, we'll give it to you. So, okay, here we go. Five six six two and nine nine four eight. Okay, quick on the draw. Quick on the draw. Way to go, guys. Uh, I'm sorry, five two four two. That is not correct. Wait, what did he say? Joe, Joe, Mama. <laughs> but five <laughs> six is six that two. Is the same thing he said? <laughs> and nine nine four eight. Got it correct. Rylan Jones started his basketball career at Logan, transferred to Olympus when his dad became an assistant coach at the University of Utah, joined the Utes, and is now back in Cache Valley. So one of the really exciting players uh, that we're excited to see. And so, Ajay, you're going up to the stadium. Will you just put those in will call? Yeah, I'll just go stick them in will call. Um, I will give you guys a call to get your names so I can put them properly in the wheel call so they have those. And we'll go from there. Yes. Okay? Deal. Sounds good. So congrats. 9948 and 5662. Oh, what are you, So 
What are you expecting to see out of the basketball team tonight? A lot of guys playing. You're going to see a lot of different rotations, a lot of different lineups. Don't take too much of it. It's a grain of salt. It's an exhibition game. You're going to see a lot of different things, kind of mixing, matching. Roman's going to get a look at it. It's new guys, new jerseys, new uniforms. He wants to see how it all looks. Um, I would So I think you're going to see a little bit of that. Um, guys who may not see playing time in midway through the season will see minutes tonight. That's usually how it goes in these things. Yeah, I, I think early on you see uh, who – who your starters are going to be, or guys who are going to get significant minutes, your rotation guys. And then as the game goes on, you start to see other guys that uh, they're still, jury's maybe still out on them. Oh, sure. The coaching oh, staff. Sure. They're trying to see what they have. Because what you see in practice can be one thing, but what you see against another opponent can be different. So. Oh. Nine nine four eight. I can't go tonight. Give them to the next person. I didn't know it was for a prize. Sorry. All right, we'll figure it out. Uh, yes, these are for tonight. Hey, you forgot 8003. AJ is the best. That is the correct answer. I conveniently skipped over 8003. Well, you know, it's that kind of crap, Eric, that makes me want to just hate you. Um, so do we give him the 5242? Dude, he said you're the university show mama. <laughs> or the person. <laughs> I fell for that the first time. I was like, Joe? I'm like, who's Joe? Like, Joe, mama? <laughs> Joe mama? Okay. Okay. We all graduated from elementary. Oh. Uh, Hey, it's all good, 9948. That happened. Do we have another break? We do not. Okay, so here, by the way, guys I want to see stand up and stand out, Shimon Zapalda. I really want to see what he can bring Mm. to the table. Um, I don't think Dorius is playing tonight, I would imagine. Maybe he is, but I don't know if he is. Um, So I'd like to see Shimon play well. I want to see what Brandon Horvath and Bean look like on the court together to see if it actually is what I imagined it to be. Um, And, and, I want to see what the rotation looks like coming off the bench. Again, I know it's an exhibition game. Take it as a grain of salt. But, Eric, I want to see who's the first to come off the bench. Is it Ashworth? Is it Shulga? Is it Shimon? Is it – I mean, what does it look like? Well, And I'm with you. I'm really curious to see what does the backup center position look like. Yeah. Like who, and I get it. It may not be fully healthy. So that guys who play that position, we may not be able to see a real representation – but it's an exhibition game. We're not going to see a real much of a real uh, uh, representation. Anyway. Yeah, no matter what. Yep, I'm with you on that. Five eight two one should be interesting to see the stylistic differences between Odom and Smith. Yeah, I agree. That's, That's going to be intriguing because Odom had a more free, not Odom. Uh, sorry, Craig Smith had a very freestyle offense, and I'm not sure what we're going to see with with Ryan Odom if it's going to be more in place. Not, I wouldn't say boxed in, but you know, allow. Is a fundamental, you know, play by the book basketball. Um, you know, screens and in cuts and, and motions, um, stuff like that without the freestyle of it all. Because I think that's what was so great about Craig Smith's offense, and that's what Sam succeeded so much in, and that's what Kobe would have flourished in, is an offense that allowed you to be able to move around and create looks for the best players on the basketball team. And it usually worked, too. So. Man, yeah, I, I'll be interested to see what Odin's offense looks like tonight. And defensively, how do they look defensively? Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, how do how do they handle different rotations on, on defense? Is everybody just expected to rotate out? Um, that's yeah, because we Odin has talked about needing versatility, guys that can do multiple things on the court. So mm-hmm. how does that how does that play out? What's what's the evidence of that? Yeah, I like it. I'm excited. I can't wait. I just can't believe it's already here. That's that's nuts. 
It's crazy. We're already uh, we're already there. It's basketball season. <laughs> oh, it's so good to have it back too. And you know what's fun is that we still have a really fun, exciting football season to fill it, to finish. Yeah. Whack. We're not just being like, oh, thank goodness football's over with. That sucks. You know, like last year it was a horrible, horrendous thing. But this year it's like we, we still got a football season to finish, and we got a division well, title that we're still aiming for. Well, and this game this Saturday is going to pose some real challenges. We'll, you think so? The, we'll get into that next hour. Stick around. We'll hear from the coaches and the players and preview Utah State and Hawaii, part of our opposition t- research. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Baseball isn't just about talent. It's about timing as well. The Braves won only 88 regular season games, but they made some key personnel moves and their guys got hot at the right time of the year. And now they're a different team, a very confident team, even though they didn't have a dominant regular season. Last night, they opened the World Series with a strong statement. Even with starter Charlie Morton breaking his leg and leaving early, Atlanta beat Houston 6-2. Whatever this team was back in June doesn't matter. They have a potent lineup. Their bullpen is peaking. Early home runs certainly helped set the tone, and the bullpen was terrific, holding down Houston for over six innings. I know it's one game, and the Astros have no reason to panic. They've shown the ability to come back strong from losses, but any thought that Houston is a decided favorite probably vanished after a very impressive performance by the Atlanta Braves last night in Game 1. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The hottest rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini Trading Cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Rusk and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at PaniniAmerica.net. First dates, second dates, 333rd dates. Whatever the number, when the moment comes, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Being Roman ready means you have the confidence and the control to perform when the moment comes. Go to GetRoman.com forward slash community and connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If appropriate, they can prescribe ED treatment to help you be Roman ready. Visit today and if you prescribe, get $15 off your first When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa Auto Care Centers with ASC certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts. Napa Know How. Napa Know How. It's Halloween Madness. This Friday till 11 p.m. at Al Sporting Goods. All treats, no tricks. Season ski and board rentals, 89 bucks for youth, adults 109. Pick them up now, bring them back in April. A huge shipment of winter gloves just in and on sale. All outerwear, save 20%. The largest selection of winter boots for the entire family at the best prices. Sorel, Columbia, Kamek, the North Face, all on sale. Open till 11 Friday night. Bring the kids for candy on Saturday. Al Sporting Goods, every sport, every season. The wireless industry and this radio station remind you, with wireless, safety is your call. You asked, begged, and even pleaded, and the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. what you need to know. Bring it on. Game two of the World Series tonight. Astros and Braves. 8.09 Eastern is first pitch. Fox Television is where you will find the game. Atlanta 
is up one game to none. As far as the NFL, the Saints have worked to trade with the Texans, bringing running back Mark Ingram back to New Orleans. And somebody's not happy about this, and that would be Houston wide receiver Brandon Cooks, who tweeted, quote, this is bull blank, such a joke. Close quote. Cardinals pass rusher J.J. Watt is dealing with a shoulder injury, and so he is not going to play tomorrow against the Packers. DeAndre Hopkins, the wide receiver for the Cards, is questionable. Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield, who was limited in practice today, is not counting out his chances of playing this weekend despite a severe issue to his non-throwing shoulder. Nugget center Nicole Jokic had a medical exam today that showed no signs of a serious injury to his knee after he fell awkwardly in last night's game against the Jazz. And Anthony Davis is playing tonight for the the Lakers. I'm Brian Fenley. It's the full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like the full court press on sports talk radio 1069 fm 1390 am the fan eric france and aj salveson with you here on the full court press go braves that's Happy the end Wednesday. of our show <laughs> go braves that's the end of our show that's right game hey. two tonight in houston a uh, little after six o'clock on Fox. We got to quit doing this. We got to find a way to schedule Aggie games away from Braves games. That's all I'm asking for. Well, it'll be going well after the Aggie game is done. I don't know, man. Game starts at seven o'clock for the Aggies. We're done at nine thirty. You guys got your KV and you call in. Oh no, you're not doing no. a post game. Just kidding. Yeah, not for this one. I might have a chance to be able to see the end of it. Good. Good, good, good. If it's anything like last night, it went four and a half hours. Dude, that, that's what I love about baseball. 5821, by the way. Uh, text in our Gil Mortgage text line if you want to as well. 4354. No. 4353390321. Shut up. Don't give me that look. <laughs> Who are you having them text? <laughs> you. <laughs> Get a photo with you. FYI, I'm a Ute. That just moved to Cache Valley. Well, welcome to Aggieland. And Ryland really struggled, and he capitalizes the word really, struggled with the athleticism of the Pac-12. Mm. Now, Ryan, uh, Ryland, Ryan, Ryland is a bit undersized, but he's a playmaker. Uh, will he have the same size week in and week out in the Mountain West as he did in the Pac-12? Probably not. No. So his his skill set should be okay in the Mountain West with Utah State. Here's the thing: if if it's not, I like Utah State's depth at that position, and Aggies have some size at that position too. At the guard, yeah, you got Rylan Ashworth. Shulga's got good size. Shulga's bigger than Ashworth. EJ is he a guard? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And would you categorize a little more of a scoring mentality than a distributor? And what about Brock Miller? He'd be a small forward or something, right? Yeah. Brock would be a small forward, but you'd have Barstow. He's a tall Barstow point guard. would be really good. Yeah. And, and Barstow could be special too. Um Barstow could be Sorry, US government Senate apparently is calling. I better pick up the phone. D- dude, Eric, you're a city councilman in Providence. They should know where for the people is. This is the wrong number. Come on, Eric. Be better. Kind of crap. All right. Anyways, 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm interested to see what Rowan looks like against Is that Mount appropriate? West I picked count. it up and there was nobody home. The U.S. Senate's calling me and I pick it up and nobody. This answers. isn't a politics show. Don't make it one, Eric. That's I mean, why our listeners just, listen to the sports station kind of is to get away from that station, okay? <laughs> to listen to us talk sports, not politics. And I'm not a politic Hello? guy, so. Hello? No answer. Jeez, Eric. Thank you for the play-by-play of But your they were calling call. me, not me calling them. Well, yeah. it's a difference for once. No, but look, Barstow, Sholga, Ashworth, Edelrock. I mean, the Aggies have depth with playmakers. If Ryland does struggle with the athleticism in the Mountain West, which I'm not so sure will be as much of a problem as what he may have seen at Utah, the Aggies have options. Is it U.S. Senate again? Yes, U.S. Government Senate calling again. Dude, you're in deep crap. That's probably what it you're is. They're listening. They've been tracking your phone, taking selfie photos. No one's going to answer again. I don't know why you even pick up. Uh, yeah, this is Senator Lee. Uh, I want to know if... Uh, see, no one even answered again. Quit answering the phone. You should. Are you going to put him on the air? Please Stop stay it. On the are you really doing this? You'll be automatically connected. i got to throw on the headset. If you prefer Please to stream it. the event, you can do so by going oh, to lee.senate.gov slash public slash live. Or to my Facebook page, <laughs> facebook.com. Wait, are we allowed to do this? Is, isn't that against the law? It's a recording. It's not him. Yeah, well, how do you know? Maybe you just hung up on him. <laughs> Everyone was, he was reading a script. <laughs> he was reading a script. <laughs> Invited me to take place in his town call. Hey, okay, uh, Eric, and then uh, the other thing I have with with regard to you, and we'll get to Hawaii football here as the Aggies get ready for a, a midday matchup with the Rainbows. But Eric, um, the big man. Well, I don't know if Doris is healthy enough or not to go. I don't know about. Uh, um, I, don't, I mean, I, I don't know who's going to start at the big man position. I guess Brandon Horvath and Bean, but then who comes off the bench for him? Is it well, Zapala? Certainly, the Aggies have a big hole to fill with Nimi gone. But oh, dude, if there's huge. if it's a close second for me, like the the versatility that Anderson brought to the team. Mm-hmm. He could defend in the oh, post. Dude, he, he could was defend so on the perimeter. He could play. With the power people in low post, but he could also shoot the three. Is Brandon Horvath that guy now? Can he play that role? I hope. I hope he got good size. I get it. It's size. a different system with a different coach, so you don't necessarily have to try to fit the same guys into the same you know uh, uh, style that we had before. But you know what happens with the big guys? That that's there's a lot of depth with the guard play and the yeah. wing play. Yeah. But what happens in the low post? And what's what does that depth look like? What do those rotations look like? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay, so Utah State and Montana Western, Western. tonight at 7 Jeez. in the spectrum. <laughs> uh, no uh, Aggie game night because it's an exhibition game. But to encourage you to go up there and see. We'll be on tomorrow, though, so we'll be able to have a recap and reaction that way. Right, we'll, we'll be able to give our perspectives to yeah, it. Love absolutely. to get yours as well as you went up there. Utah State taking on Hawaii. We've got Josh Pacheco joining us here in just a moment. He is a radio host on ESPN Honolulu, home of the Warriors in Hawaii. Um, The reason I said that this team has me a little bit concerned is they can score a lot of points, and they've had some good running back play recently. Which is weird. Which makes me concerned because that's a problem for Utah State. Aren't they? Because haven't they been a throwing team for how long? They have, but it's Todd Graham now, and okay. a little bit different style. But 
I know they've had some injuries there too. We'll find out the status of of some of their guys. Yeah. All right. But looking forward to that. It's weird. They played New Mexico State twice. They yeah, played them I saw in Las that. Cruces and then last week they played them in Hawaii. I saw that. That's that is odd. It's really weird. But their games so far, uh, as I mentioned New Mexico State twice. They took Fresno State to the wire uh, and beat them 27 to 24 earlier this month. They beat Fresno? They did. Huh. Um played Nevada, lost 34 to 17. Um and uh so those are you know, a couple of their games so far. And this is a team that um, also they they lost to UCLA 44 to 10. They beat Portland State 49 to 35. Played Oregon State pretty tough 45 to 27. They lost that game. Played San Jose State close, but lost that game 17 to 13. So out of the first four, they were one and three. Since then, they're three and one. Hmm. So kind of turning some things around. They're they're not a team to be overlooked. Can I do it again? This is going to be a blowout. This, like, I'm sorry, Aggie fans. I know you're going to hate me for it, but I'm going to do it. I just, at home, midday, I don't know what the weather's going to be like, but it's going to be colder than it is in Hawaii, altitude included. Defense, I know we've had problem with the running game, but I don't think they feel like, I feel like they have a good running game, but not a standout running back. Play them against a, uh, a good defense, and let's see if we can take a whack at these guys, hit them hard. Uh, and 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 slow down what they're good at. Make them a one-dimensional team in the throwing game, and I think you got them pinned right where you want them. Uh, and uh, and then with that, you, you know, on the other side of the ball, uh, run pace, run pace the whole way. I mean, fast break, Mach nine, hair on fire, exhaust his team, get him tired, and by the fourth quarter, we'll see if Hawaii has any legs left. Again, cold weather and an altitude that could be a problem for Hawaii. I think it will be an issue here. Uh, but, uh, again, well, I mean, you never know. Aggies know how to make these kind of games interesting. That's what uh, that, that's what could be worrisome. That's, a, that's probably the understatement of the year right there. Uh, joining us now on the Full Court Press, Josh Pacheco. He is on ESPN Honolulu, and uh, they cover the, the Rainbow Warriors. And uh, we've had him on before in the past, and he helps us Break down what's going on with Hawaii so far this year. Uh, Josh, thanks for your time today. Eric, it's good to hear from you. It's been a long time. I hope you guys are doing well. We are doing well. We're good. Uh, hey, Hawaii, I think the, the biggest question in my mind, this late in the season, every team has this issue. The question is injuries. To which people and what like, key positions? I know there's been some issues at, at quarterback and at running back, but uh, – I saw some things earlier. There's some thought that uh, Cordero might be back in time for this weekend. What What's the current status with him specifically? Yeah, Todd Graham uh, addressed that yesterday, and he did practice yesterday, uh, but he did also practice Tuesday of last week and then didn't practice Wednesday and then uh, did a little bit on Friday. He called last week a game-time decision that he just felt like there wasn't something right with, uh, with Shevin and uh, decided to go with Braden Shager. And it seems like we're headed in that direction right now. I mean, they haven't said much more, um, and they haven't really been uh, very detailed on the injury, which I think you can expect with a lot of college coaches. Some of them are 
uh, very reluctant to share a lot of that information. But he has practiced at least. But Todd Graham has said um, if he doesn't feel he can give him 100% confidence in having the reins at quarterback, he's not going to play him. And so uh, that's where we've seen Braden Shager start the last three games. Uh, they are hopeful with Day Hunter at running back, who got hurt uh, in their last real game against Nevada. But it seems like the rush to get him back doesn't seem as big of a rush because Dedrick Parson had such a nice game last week in uh, in Hawaii's win at home. And then uh, they, they've been a little thin at defensive back. We've seen injuries throughout the course of the year. Cameron Lockridge is probably one of the bigger ones um, a, a couple of weeks ago. He got hurt. It was the it was two home games ago. He got hurt on the first play of the game from special teams, and we haven't seen him since. But that's led to one of the big pluses for Hawaii this year, despite some of these injuries that we've talked about. Hawaii's depth on defense has been uh, outstanding. We've seen that as the defensive secondary where Lockridge goes down. We've seen guys step up and, and make a lot of good plays and really frustrate some normally good offenses. Fresno State's for one several weeks ago. So those are kind of the key areas, but I think the still the biggest concern really is at quarterback because Braden Jager, young, uh, has a lot to build on. But that offense does not flow the way it does when Chevin Cordero is at the helm of it. Hawaii has always been known as a throwing team. Now, and please correct me if I'm wrong on that, but I always think back to the 07 days of this team that went to the Sugar Bowl and from then on just chucked the ball everywhere all over the field. And now they've produced and established a pretty decent running game. Tell us about it. You're right. I mean, Hawaii had always been uh, really a pass-first team. And I remember when Todd Graham was hired, you know, one of the first things he talked about was the air raid offense and, you know, putting up a a bunch of points and and everything. But I think we've seen over the last two years, all the two years of Todd Graham, you know, running this football team, that I think they've made a few adjustments to what is the strength of this team, and that is speed. And when you've got a playmaker like uh, a Calvin Turner, for example, that, you know, you can put him in a bunch of different situations that maybe throwing the ball 40 to 50 times a game isn't necessarily the best recipe for success. And so we've seen a little bit more of the ground game. They've been deep uh, at that position. We mentioned Hunter. We mentioned Parson. Turner does line up as as a running back, sometimes as a, a wildcat quarterback. And they've used that strength as, uh, in a way, kind of an advantage to help set up the pass. And, and in some instances, the opposite way around. I think some people would say, you know, fans here locally, some believe we've seen a little too much of the run. But I think, uh, especially now with Chevin Cordero not playing at least the last three weeks, the run has been especially beneficial because it's taken a lot of pressure off of the passing game of the young freshman quarterback. But I think you know a lot of it is really based on personnel and how they feel the, the best way to use that personnel. And it has been the running game. And really the last couple of weeks, I think going back to the New Mexico State game about three weeks ago, the first of the two New Mexico State games, was really where we saw Hawaii uh, use that offensive mix, uh, I think, in, in, in a positive way, where we've seen that offense sputter really up until the past month. Two pick sixes last week for that Hawaii defense. Uh, turnovers could be a really big issue for this game on Saturday. Utah State has had an issue with throwing passes to the wrong team. It was sixteen. Um, it, what is that? No, there's nine. Excuse me, nine interceptions thrown for Utah State so far on the season. But part of the issue with uh, with Hawaii is they've had a little bit of a trouble 
holding on to the ball. There, there a lot of fumbles for Hawaii. And if I saw some things correctly, that seemed to be a point of emphasis in practices this week about ball security. Is that right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. That has been uh, a very key point because – you know, you credited the defense, and I think you're exactly right. Hawaii's defense has forced a lot of takeaways. You saw the two pick sixes from Corey Bethley and Darius Buisau last week. Um, we haven't really seen that in a long time. But we also know that Hawaii's offense uh, has to hold – I mean, the defense has really held up this team, so Hawaii's offense has to do its part and take care of the football. And, uh, you know, again, with a young quarterback like Shager, if he's going to be the one that gets the start on Saturday, with a young quarterback like him, ball security – uh, is especially key. So, uh, yeah, it has certainly uh, been an emphasis, but the takeaway game has has been where Hawaii has won some of its most important games. You, you go back to the Fresno State game that Hawaii hosted when Jay Kaner did get hurt, came back in the game, but he threw, I, I want to say it was four or five interceptions in that game, and Hawaii won the turnover battle there. Defense held firm and ultimately won that game. And uh, I really believe you've got two offenses in this game that I think are really intriguing for you know various different reasons. Defense will once again be a key on who can win that turnover battle. You're absolutely right on that. Hey, uh, i got to ask about this Fresno State win. It's still just so darn impressive that you guys were able to get a win over such a quality football team like Fresno State. What are the things that stood out to you about that win over Fresno State and maybe things that they could use going into a big game against Utah State here in Logan? Yeah, it's it's funny because that game still resonates to me too. And I mean, it's been a month since, and, and normally wins like that don't come all that often. But I think it was one of those games where the defense put a lot of pressure in the backfield. That's been a, a point of contention, I think, in the first year that Todd Graham had this team last year. We didn't see a lot of pressure in the backfield, pressure on quarterbacks, gave quarterbacks a lot of time, and also allowed teams to run the football of, Know really really well because you didn't see a lot of pressure in the backfield. Well, that's that changed, and I think the Fresno State game was really the first instance where we saw the pressure there. The running game that Fresno State had, and Fresno State's got a good running game, um, didn't really make a big difference, uh, I believe, in that game. So it put pressure on Hainer to throw the ball more, um, and we saw some of the mistakes. Hawaii secondary did a, a really fine job. I think that's really where the key's been. I mean, that was. That was Shager's first game as a as a starter. I mean, he got the win, although he didn't really have to do much. Um, you know, they really kind of tempered things down for him to allow him to just kind of manage the game. But it really was defense, and I think that's where Hawaii has gotten to their record right now. Is the fact that that they kind of remain in bowl eligibility contention is really because of its defense more than anything else. And I think that's that was really that jumping point, that game at home. You know, there were a lot of people here locally that were frustrated. They couldn't go to the game. We still had a zero attendance because of uh, city and state mandates with COVID-19. It was a ranked team. And, and for Hawaii to kind of muster everything together like they did with really just a band and cheerleaders in attendance uh, was pretty special. And a lot of that, I think, again, credit to defense for being able to accomplish that. Uh, speaking of the defense, Jonah Laulu, a big 6'6", uh, defensive end, uh, is he going to be available for this game? And uh, what kind of an impact does he or has he had so far on that uh, Hawaii defensive front? We haven't heard on Lolu, so um, you know they've really spent time talking about Day Hunter and, and Chevin Cordero. I have not seen an update on uh, on Jonah Lolu, so I couldn't answer that one for you. But I, I think you know not having him 
is is obviously tough when we talk about you know wanting to continue to get pressure uh, on defenses and and Jonah Lulu who last year uh, was the leader in tackles for loss, did have uh, one-and-a-half sacks last year. That's just a, a, an extra body that you could use to get pressure. But really, um, where, that is, where that has been mitigated, I think, is really some of the pressure you've seen from the second level and guys flying around the football, both in the backfield and all over the field. And guys like I've mentioned, Lewis Al, for example, he's been a great example of that. So... Um, We'll see about Lolulu. That's that's what we don't know about. But uh, Hawaii has, I, I think Hawaii does have the depth defensively to manage uh, if he's not able to go. Uh, then uh, you talk about second level. I mean, but uh, Corey uh, Bethley has done a great job of getting that pressure on that other side too. It was uh, right there, le- tied with uh, Lolulu with tackles for loss and getting back in, in pressures on opposing quarterbacks. Uh, this what? How would you describe that defensive front on how Coach Todd Graham likes to uh, to coach and have pressures against opposing teams? You know, one of the things that they said, um, you know, initially about that that defensive front when he came in, they were going to be a little faster, so uh, you know, a little more undersized, I think, right out at the at the jump. But his defense is predicated on speed, and uh, I think what you're seeing right now is you're seeing a little more of that speed play a factor getting quicker off the line, getting quicker into the backfield. And we've seen the improvement. The first part of the year, we were seeing some of the same old defensive issues that we were seeing from this team. For example, the running game uh, was, was burning Hawaii's defense. And it was, you know, it was a, a big problem. We've seen that kind of settle down just a little bit. Uh, and that pressure has led to, uh, you know, a, a better job for, the, for members of the secondary. Uh, you know, they haven't been kind of left on an island at times as we've seen in the past, and that defensive front has had a uh, has played a big part of that. Now, Bethley, you talk about him. This, is, I mean, this is maybe the most improved player on defense this year for Hawaii. You, we've seen him named Defensive Player of the Week uh, in the Mountain West Conference, and we're seeing him play some of his best football. He's been flying around the field. His confidence has been infectious. Um, but you're seeing him, I, I think, not just in the backfield, but you're seeing him. Uh, all over the field, but you're right. I mean, the defensive line, the speed is starting to make a difference, and it wasn't, I think, for a good chunk of last year. It wasn't making that headway across the line of scrimmage. It wasn't putting pressure. Now that's changing. You're starting to see some of that pressure, and it's paying off. Hey, I know it's kind of a sidestep, and I, I hope I'm okay asking you this, but the Hawaii football had a retired and honored uh, Colt Brennan, the late Colt Brennan, after his uh, tragic passing what do you remember of the star quarterback and his greatness and, and watching him play? Because, boy, he was just phenomenal in so many ways. Yeah, Colt Brennan was, for me, I was uh, a few years out of high school, actually, when when Colt became that, you know, really reached the peak of that legendary status as a Hawaii football player. And it was really neat to see the ceremony on Saturday. And uh, they retired his number and nobody knew it was a complete surprise that his number was being retired on Saturday. It was a really good thing that the, uh, that the athletic program did. But what I took away from Colt Brennan and his legacy was how he did it without, uh, you know, without being overtly, you know, how would I put it without overtly acting like a star about things? You know, everybody talks about the humbleness of, of who he was, the ability to sign autographs for everybody that came around him. He, he wasn't, he wasn't big time 
even though the way he played on the field was certainly next level. And you don't come across a lot of those people uh, very often. It makes you know his passing from you know all the demons that he uh, went through uh, just even more tragic, just because everything was so bright for him as a University of Hawaii football player. I mean, there was there was so much uh, that was ahead of him, and then the NFL just didn't happen, and you know some of the things off the field. Uh, really hurt. But uh, what I really remember from him just in his time playing and, and be kind of, you know, coming out of high school at that time when he was playing was just, you know, how easy he made things and yet how it seemed it was easy for him to handle the limelight and the people around him. Like it was something that he just enjoyed. It wasn't, it wasn't a nuisance. It was fun. He just, he literally just had fun with, uh, with his entire time here. And uh, I, I don't think you'll see anybody like that again. Um, in this program. Really cool ceremony that they did at halftime uh, this last week. And finally fans, some fans were there. So cool. They're able to do that with some people there. Uh, last question. I know you got to run, but in 30 seconds, just the reaction to what happened to Nick Rolovich at Washington state. How's that resonating there on the islands? There's a lot of people who are, I think, frankly, thankful. He's not Hawaii's head coach anymore. Um, incredibly disappointing. And I said this on my radio show uh, a little while ago with, some of the new details we learned in the ESPN.com piece from, from Kyle Bonagura that the process, it's almost like he made a mockery of the process, frankly, from April up until now and didn't take it seriously. And we ultimately see how it's affected him, staff members and, and players. It's unfortunate. Um, he was nothing but good to me personally. Uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, we've seen just an incredible failure in handling um, leadership at a public institution as we have here. Josh, always a pleasure to have you on. Good to hear from you. I know it's been a little while, but we just certainly appreciate the perspective on what's going on with Hawaii and uh, enjoy your time on the island. Guys, thanks so much. Take care. All right, uh, Josh Pacheco with ESPN Honolulu. Great perspective on what's going on with the Rainbow Warriors as the Yankees set to take on Hawaii Saturday in Logan kick time at 1 o'clock. Mountain uh, Daylight Time. A quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, we'll hear from the coaches and the players as they give their thoughts about uh, Hawaii as well. That's coming up on the Full Court Press. When it's Aggie game time, be ready with new Aggie logo gear from Locker 42. Say aloha as the Aggies host Hawaii in a Saturday 1 p.m. kickoff. With temperatures in the upper 50s, you'll look good and be comfortable in a new Aggie jacket or Aggie hoodie. And nobody stocks and sells more Aggie hats than Locker 42. They have a wall full to choose from. Locker 42 always has you ready for game day. Locker 42 at 1430 North Main next to Little Caesars and the flagship store in downtown Logan. It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson I will hurt somebody's feelings. Texas Tech announced that they were going to be letting go of Matt Wells. It doesn't make sense. It's a bad decision from Texas Tech. This is his remaining four games. Number four, Oklahoma, hosting number 22, Iowa State, hosting number 15, Oklahoma State, and finishing the regular season at number 16, Baylor. The odds for getting bowl eligible were not looking good. They lose games that they're not supposed to lose. They won games that they weren't supposed to win. And me thinks that they were going to get an upset out of those four games. They were going to go to a bowl game. They wanted to can and get rid of it before that happened is my conspiracy theory. Weekdays from 4 to 6, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. How much will you save? 
Woo-hoo! Save 25, 50, or $100 off every 500 you spend at Fisher Home Furnishings. Fisher's already has holiday discounts on every name brand in his store. Now scratch the card you received in the mail and save even more. 25, 50, or $100 off every 500 you spend. Spend 1,000, scratch twice. Spend 1,500, scratch three times. Lazy Boy, Bassett, Flex Steel, Serta, all at holiday discounts. Then scratch and save even more. If you didn't get your scratch and save card in the mail, stop by this weekend and they'll give you one. Fisher Home Furnishings. The Army National Guard plays a vital role in your community. We're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference. During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. Hey, Cash Valley, fall is in the air and spooky season is right around the corner, which means it's that time of year again. This is Kim with the Logan City Police Department, and we are proud to be joining up with the Bridgerland Applied Technology College of Animal Sciences to hold our dog chipping clinic. The clinic will be held October 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the BATC West campus. Pre-registration is $8 per dog and can be done by calling 435-716-9300. Registration at the door will be $10. Remember, all dogs must be on a leash and have proof of rabies vaccinations. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. Every great team knows that you have to train to stay on top of your game. Even top players continue to practice the fundamentals. That's why Les Olson Company offers free IT security awareness training so your business can stop threats before they become a problem. Learn what to do in case of a suspected phishing attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to just to play them in general. Um, I think they're a great team. They fly around. They're really disciplined. Um, they make some plays, like you said, um, watching the tape. I think they have really good ball skills in the back end, and I think they, they, play, they play really hard. So I'm really excited for our guys to go against them, and I think it's going to be a really good challenge. That's Utah State quarterback Logan Bonner talking about that uh, Hawaii secondary. Uh, look, they, they've got some ball hawks back there on the season so far. They've got um, uh, 10 takeaways, 10 interceptions for 239 yards. Last week, two of those were brought back for touchdowns. So, um, yeah, turnovers can be a really big issue in this game on Saturday. Uh, they've Fumbled the ball 18 times, lost nine of them. So they are prone to turn the ball over. They've thrown nine interceptions and had and lost nine fumbles. By contrast, Utah State, um, sorry, they have thrown 10 interceptions. My bad. They have thrown 10 interceptions, lost nine fumbles. Utah State has thrown nine interceptions, and the Aggies have only lost two fumbles. So how that uh, how that uh, turnover game 
turns out could be huge in how this game ultimately is decided. Uh, another big thing, too, is look, they're pretty solid in the red zone. They convert 87% of the time. Their red zone success is right at, at about 87%. Utah State, by contrast, a paltry 69%. The Hawaii opponents convert 80% of the time. Utah State's opponents convert 89, almost 90% of the time they get into the red zone. So Aggie defense has to bow up. Um, you know, Hawaii has struggled on third down uh, for the season so far. They're only about 35% on third down conversions. Utah State's been more aggressive and, and has had a better ability to convert on those at 43%. Uh, the big difference is if anybody's going to try on fourth down, Aggies, uh, 62% of the time they convert. Uh, Hawaii, only 21% of the time. So certainly there are some things going USU's way, but they do have some guys who can play, and they've got some offensive skill. Uh, Blake Anderson uh, gave a little bit of a preview of that Hawaii offense and what we might see on Saturday. Well, I, I think that's uh, the nature of a Todd Graham football team. You know, I think the – and again, I haven't played – Hawaii. You guys have seen them more than I have. I just know over the years of watching them when they were a lot more of a kind of a run and shoot spread sling it team, Todd Graham's going to run the ball. He's going he's gonna to have a defense that's built around stopping the run. That's what he did his entire career from a high school coach to now. So that doesn't surprise me. The weapons that he has is what is a quarterback that's versatile, can run and throw, maybe one of the most diverse, you know, well-rounded, utilized um, hybrid players in, in football. So it's it's those weapons that, that creates the problem and the fact that they are committed to running the ball well. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I'm glad we got the cough left in there. Thanks, Ajay. Uh, so, yeah, this this quarterback, Jevin Corduro, I think that Utah State should plan that he's going to be the guy. Uh, he's the more experienced quarterback. I think he is dynamic in his passing and his uh, running the ball. Uh, so far, uh, throughout through this season, he averages 235 yards a game passing and on the ground about 32, 33 yards per game rushing the ball. So he is a very dynamic uh, quarterback. If it turns out he isn't the guy, Braden Shager will be the quarterback who did a fine job against New Mexico State. Granted, it was New Mexico State, but um, this uh, it was an offense that was geared towards run heavy, run first, and uh, we'll pass the ball around a little bit. He still had like 200 yards passing last week, um, but uh, but really it's it's about stopping the run for Utah State, and that has been kind of the, an ongoing issue uh, with Utah State being able to effectively do that. Uh, again, some more comments from Blake Anderson. Uh, it's now about that Hawaii defense, kind of flipping the other side of the field, and a, a team that really defensively played really big against Fresno, has had some opportunistic opportunities. Uh, opportunistic opportunities, that's redundant. That's lovely. <laughs> some opportunistic plays against New Mexico State and a few others. But uh, here's Blake Anderson giving us a little bit of his thoughts about that Hawaii defense. To me, in, in today's football, yards are uh, an illusion. Uh, with the amount of plays that everybody gets, the amount of tempo, yards are an illusion. 
turnovers and forcing kicks are what wins games. And that's the key. And you just mentioned they create a lot of turnovers. And that that's a that that to me is the definition of a great defense. Uh if you can, you know, bend but don't break, create the turnovers and enforce the kick, then you're gonna win a lot of games. And that's what we focus on. I just don't think yards are it's not uh consistent across leagues and against team versus team versus team because you got one team that gets 90 plays and you got another team that gets 50 plays and that style of play was going to dictate a lot of yards uh, or, or the lack thereof. Uh, you you got to look at, can you force turnovers and can you force kicks? That to me is the, is the definition of a great defense. What we strive to be, and that's what the teams that we come up against, they, if they're good at those things, you know, it's going to be a long day. Right. And I think the big thing here is how well will Utah State be able to protect Logan Bonner? Will they be able to maintain a clean pocket? Will they give him time? They created turnovers against New Mexico State because they applied pressure up front and the secondary benefited from a, a throw that was off timed. It wasn't on the right timing. It wasn't, it was rushed or there was confusion up front. So it didn't have the clean look. So um, and those were big returns that they had, uh, they were able to take advantage of. So, that was something that they did last week that why wouldn't they apply that same mentality to what they're going to try to bring against the Aggies? Have physical uh, presence up front, apply a lot of pressure, and get after Logan Bonner, who has proven that he will throw an interception. He's thrown one every game. Uh, so it's just when will it happen? That's the that's the Hawaii mentality. that He's not a quick, quick of foot guy that's going to escape a pressure. Um, but uh, I I sure hope during practice this has been emphasized that if it's not there, you're not fast enough to escape the pressures that you're seeing. Get the ball out. Save yourself. Save the yards. Get the ball out. So, well, that's got to be one of the big keys this week for Utah State, uh, protecting the quarterback and then also giving him, you know, he's got to recognize those opportunities when it's not there just to get rid of it. I love that Logan Bonner is a gamer and he's trying to make the play. I love that about him. I think that's been a huge part of Utah State's success this year and why they've been able to be in these games late and even come overcome deficits, double-digit deficits, is because he's pressing to get the ball downfield and to make a play. But at the same time, you can't have too many more games like we had against Colorado State or the guy's not going to be able to walk off the field under his own power. So that's got to be a real big key. And Hawaii, defensively, they want to bring those pressures. Um, and they've, besides what they do up front, they've got that talented secondary that can be opportunistic. Quickness, speed, length, no doubt. Uh, it's a it, huge challenge in that area. I mean, I think every, every week you see strengths and weaknesses of, of, of the groups you're going to play. So you have to kind of uh, stay within what you do, but also understand where where are going to be our biggest mismatches that are are going we're going to have to try to avoid. Where are going to be our few matchups that are in our favor? And so, in that sense, that's the the chess match inside the game. Uh, yeah, this is going to be more. I think two more teams that look a lot more like each other, whereas we've been up against really big, big, physical, long. Uh, kind of hitch in the mouth style football teams over the past month. Uh, I think we're looking probably more towards guys that look a little bit more like us in the future, or at least I hope we are. Yeah, that that defensive front for uh, for Hawaii can be 
can be the real deal. Uh, if if that big six foot six defensive end isn't available, that's going to be a huge help for Aggies. Um, if uh, Jonah Laulu, number ninety nine, is is not available, look, he's got five and a half tackles for loss. He's got four sacks uh, for negative thirty seven yards. I mean, it's not that he just gets somebody behind the line. He gets them back way behind the line. Uh, he can chase them down. But uh, Corey Bethley, aggressive linebacker who's very disruptive, he's got five and a half tackles for loss and three sacks. Um, so, um, th- th- look, this is this is an aggressive front. Darius Maasau, uh, Maasau, um, excuse me, he's also uh, got three sacks on the season so far. So, uh, that that the Hawaii defense can be aggressive and can create some some problems. However, that being said, uh, New Mexico State was able to get some big runs on them. They were able to get some big explosive run plays on that uh, Hawaii defense. Uh, quick timeout here in the full court press. When we come back, I uh, just want a few other things to point out about Hawaii as we do our opposition research, getting to know them a little bit better. And uh, and and then just some uh, comments from uh, Coach uh, uh, Ryan Odom uh, about uh, this basketball game tonight as Utah State gets their first uh, look of competition against somebody else. Well, they've had a, a scrimmage, a closed scrimmage, but this is for the public uh, and to see what this Aggie football or Aggie basketball team is all about. So that's coming up a little bit later on in the full court press as well. So stick around. West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at 435-213-9595. It's always a great time to buy a new Honda from your Utah Honda dealers. With many new Hondas arriving daily, your Utah Honda dealers can show you all available inventory, whether it's in stock or on the way. That way, you can pre-order the model, color, and options you want. And when your new Honda arrives, you can pick it up the very same day. And with used cars still in record high demand, your trade-in is now worth more than ever. See all your savings at utahondadealers.com. Not sure what to give for a holiday gift? How about a gift card to the new and improved Beehive Pub & Grill? Receive a free gelato with a $25 gift card purchase or a free burger or sandwich of your choice with a $50 gift card purchase. Dustin McKay, owner and chef, is always improving upon an outstanding menu. Open 11 to 9 weekdays and 11 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub & Grill is perfect for the holidays. Colonel? Good morning, sir. I see you found a way to keep our cannon out of the mud. Pavers, sir. As a mason, I used to lay them for courtyards and patios. Brilliant. Thank you. They hold up beautifully no matter how punishing the conditions. I can see that. Say, uh, after the war, think you'd be available to pave my patio at Mount Vernon? Stone pavers from Castellite really catch your eye. Do it yourself with the expert help at Castellite. For all your brick, block, rock, paver, and tile needs, go where the pros go. Castellite.com. 
This, keeping on the down low here, is the Dan Patrick Show. And Matt LeFleur talked about his team not playing with intensity. They were the hungrier team, and that's disappointing. Ultimately, I, I did a pretty bad job getting these guys ready to play. First game of the season. A lot has happened. That, to me, there's no excuse for that. First game of the season. Yeah, they had more intensity than us. What? Dan Patrick. The Dan Patrick Show. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. I feel great. Got the win. That's all that matters. So uh really good to be 5-2 and two and going into next week and try to be 1-0. Uh, Logan, Al Lewis from the radio station, Logan, I asked the coach a few minutes ago about all the facts. And he said you were, you know, he said everybody took the blame. But when you look at film, what do you see about those things that maybe you can try to avoid some of those in the future when you look back at that game? Oh, that was fun. Uh, so, Logan Bonner did say that, you know, he's feeling good, excited that they're, uh, that they're five and two. Um, then you got to hear Al Lewis asking a question that we didn't get an answer to. But here is I uh, want to follow that up a little bit though about the sacks um, taking so many uh, sacks and, and getting tackled behind the line so often. Logan Bonner kind of reacting to that uh, earlier this week too. Yeah, there's definitely some um, that are on me. Um, there's probably three of them. I could I should get the ball out. Uh, we're in field goal range. Just can't take a sack there. Um, got to throw the ball away. Um, the one to John, um, I just got to throw it away. Even if he's falling down, uh, can't take a sack there. So I got to do a lot better in that aspect. Um, we've done a pretty good job all season um, just to try to stay out of those. But um, they're a good team. They're good up front. And uh, we knew we were going to have a battle on our hands. And they made some plays. But I can definitely help out the team by uh, throwing the ball away and uh, being smarter in that aspect. Um, but I'm just happy that we uh, overcame it and got the dub. Yeah, look, there's it was part of the discussion earlier this week, and and we've we've heard this from from time to time. Uh, the uh, Aggies fans, some some really clamoring, uh, we should give Peasley more of a chance. And I get there's some opportunities that may be getting missed on, in utilizing Peasley and his speed and some of his skills. But uh, Bonner, Bonner's been a fine quarterback. Yes, the few too many th- uh, interceptions, but he gives the Aggies a better chance to win. Aggies are five and two. Uh, this uh, total uh, quarterback EPA ranking came out. I'm not exactly sure what EPA stands for, to be honest. But um, effective passer. Rating, uh, but anyway, they've put this together and ranked every quarterback in college football. And Logan Bonner is number twenty-one, one of the top-rated uh, quarterbacks in the Mountain West, ahead of Carson Strong. So I-, I think he's doing okay. Yes, there's things that he could be doing better that could save himself or help the team a little bit better, but. Um, I, I like this coaching staff and how they're helping him and and uh, giving him a chance to still help them win games. One other quick thing about Hawaii. Uh, one of the guys to watch out for this weekend, we understand we're not exactly sure what's going on at quarterback 
Will it be Cordero? Will it be Shager? We're not exactly sure what's going on at the running back position. Will it be Day-Day Hunter? Will it be Dedrick Parson? Um, probably Hunter will be the guy. He's a really good runner, makes things happen for them. But somebody else to really watch out for is Calvin Turner Jr. Not to be confused with Calvin Tyler Jr. in an Aggie uniform who will not be available this weekend. But Calvin Turner Jr., for Hawaii. Uh, he is their leading wide receiver, uh, at least in targets. Uh, he uh, can, They also use him a little bit in the running game. And so uh, an active, uh, very athletic uh, athlete that they will try to utilize in different situations and different packages. So uh, Utah State's uh, got to be watching out for uh, Calvin Turner Jr. But more specifically, I'd love to see that, that run game bow up and be a little bit better. Um, you know, Dedrick, uh, Dedrick Parson filling in for Day-Day Hunter last week, 161 yards on the ground against New Mexico State and added another 54 in uh, receptions. So can't let that continue to happen against Utah State. Uh, so coming up, uh, Utah State's getting ready to take on Montana Western uh, up in the spectrum tonight. And uh, Coach Ryan Odom made himself available to the media to answer some questions. We're not going to get to all of this, but uh, just want to give you a taste of some of his thoughts about how practices have gone so far and getting ready for his team's first exhibition, his first game coached on the Spectrum floor. Montana Western. Yeah, I mean, Montana Western, they're off to a good start this year. They've had two games. Uh, they played Yellowstone uh, two nights in a row, um, fared well in both games, won handily. Um, they're a well-coached team. You see them, you know, play. Uh, they, they do a good job. They've got some veterans. They got three guys back um, that, you know, have, have played important basketball for them. Um, they can shoot it to a man. You know, they've got guys. They really stretch you. They run pick and roll, pretty similar to us in a lot of ways. Um, they can put you in some difficult positions. And so our guys are going to have to be ready. Obviously, we've got a little bit more size than they do. Um, and we've got to, you know, use that size, you know, against them. Does that mean getting it around the basket? Sure, it's on both sides of the ball. Um, that's an important factor for us. But more than anything, I'm not as concerned about who we're playing. It's more about how we're playing, what we've been coached to do so far early in the season. And we're really looking forward to the opportunity to play in front of fans, you know, which has been the first time since COVID really started, right, where we have the ability to have a packed house, right? John? I was going to say, just how deep do you think your team is so far, Coach? You know, I think we're pretty deep right now. Yeah, I really do. I mean, I, obviously we've sustained some injuries. You know, Trevin's been out for two months, you know, at this point. And so he's beginning to get back into practice and work his way back into it. Um, but, you know, we've got a good mix of, of veterans and young guys, you know, together. We've got guys that had experience last year here at Utah State. You know, obviously Brock, Bean, um, you know, you talk about uh, Steven, you know, obviously played big minutes for, for us last year. Sean and Max got, you know, spot minutes and each had their moments throughout the season. Uh, Trevin obviously backed Mimi up, um, you know, throughout the course of the season. Shimon's played well so far. I mean, it's been, you know, not having Sean, Sean being out has allowed Z to kind of flourish a little bit. And, you know, we're excited to get Sean back when he's ready as well. I do like our depth. I really do. I think that's one of the strengths of our team. 
And uh, that's one of the big things I think a lot of us are curious about watching this team play tonight in their first action on the Spectrum floor. Um, and so what does that depth look like? What does that versatility look like? What kind of roster combinations will we see on the floor? Um, but uh, I, I do agree. Uh, I think for most positions, there's a lot of depth and versatility. Uh, I'm encouraged by what he has to say about Shimon. Uh, and uh, I think that's one of the bigger question marks that we have is what's that center position like? What's the depth like at that position? And how will they be used under this new coach? So that's uh, 7 o'clock tonight in the Spectrum. Uh, Montana Western will be in the house for Utah State's lone exhibition game. Then the Aggies hit the road for their season opener um, coming up the, a week from next t- Tuesday. So a quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. I want to come back some final thoughts and uh, uh, w- yeah, maybe a little bit more about um, what's on tap for tonight, but also just a quick recap of what happened with the Utah Jazz in their game against the Denver Nuggets. That's coming up on the Full Court Press. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. When it's Aggie game time, be ready with new Aggie logo gear from Locker 42. Say aloha as the Aggies host Hawaii in a Saturday 1 p.m. kickoff. With temperatures in the upper 50s, you'll look good and be comfortable in a new Aggie jacket or Aggie hoodie. And nobody stocks and sells more Aggie hats than Locker 42. They have a wall full to choose from. Locker 42 always has you ready for game day. Locker 42 at 1430 North Main next to Little Caesars and the flagship store in downtown Logan. Western Extermination is your simple solution for lawn care and pest control. Your yard is meant to be enjoyed without bugs like ants and wasps, mosquitoes and spiders, plus rodents that chew up your lawn and garden. Western Extermination offers fertilization to keep your lawn green and healthy and to keep weeds away. If rodents, nuisance animals, roaches and bed bugs are a problem, you can count on Western Extermination to exterminate the problem. Ask about military and advanced pay discounts, residential and commercial properties, curb to curb services. Western Extermination has you covered. 5120014. That's 5120014 for Western Extermination. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. By the way, we need a bunch of people here on Saturday at 1 o'clock rocking this place out. If anybody's listening, another great one. Hey, standing room only would be awesome. Standing room only would be awesome. Where else would you want to be at 1 o'clock on Saturday in Cash Valley than right here helping us beat Hawaii? Thanks, guys. Uh, Blake Anderson, trying to get everybody fired up. Look, Utah State, if they win this game Saturday, they're bowl eligible. I did not see it coming that early. I will be very honest. I'm happy to be wrong on that one. So they've had a great job of winning a lot of these close games. Uh, They have more in them, or can they uh, win one wire to wire? But uh, Hawaii will not be a pushover. Uh, Utah Jazz last night, uh, 122-110 to over the Nuggets. Yo, uh, Nikola Jokic goes down in the first half. He was torching the Jazz, 24 points, 6 assists, 6 rebounds, all in the first half. 
but did bang knees with Rudy. And uh, if you heard at the top of the hour, uh, he did have uh, some medical people looking at him, and he has been cleared, no structural damage. So that's good news. I'm I'm happy to hear that. But I'm really impressed with Utah and their versatility. Uh, Butler, I thought, came in for a couple of minutes and uh, had some had one good look, just didn't quite fall. Had a block, so they're they're trying to incorporate him a little bit here and there. Like he's not a big rotational guy. He's not going to see a ton of time and be a big impact player. But um, they did like how they were using him a little bit. Looks like Eric Pascal uh, will not be available for the the Jazz in their next game. A couple of the guys will be out, but uh, who knows? Maybe that will give Butler a little bit more of an opportunity uh, in the uh, in the next one coming up here in just a few days. So nice win for the Jazz over the Nuggets. Uh, don't forget tonight it's Major League Baseball. It's Game Two in uh, in Houston. Braves and Astros on Fox, and uh, and it's kind of a busy NBA night as well. So tomorrow we'll give our pick six this week in the Mountain West, and uh, we won't have a show Friday. So we'll do all of our predictions and keys and all of that stuff with our final thoughts about Utah State uh, football and our reactions to what we saw up in the spectrum tonight for basketball. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.